Westbrook Calling. It's time for Westbrook Calling, a weekly journal about the people who live and work at Westbrook Residential Care Facility. Westbrook, giving residents and staff an awesome place to be. And now here's the host of Westbrook Calling, Martha Armstrong. Good afternoon. Welcome. We're so glad you're back with us today, and we are hoping that you're going to enjoy what we have for you today on Westbrook Calling. We have Janelle is here with us today. Sometimes I forget to mention that Janelle's over there, and then this voice comes over the air out of nowhere. So phantom voice. (laughs) But today we have one of the employees from Westbrook, and it's Hannah Warren. Hello. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am... 34 and I am a mom. I have two kids um, and I'm married and I'm currently going to school um, and also working at Westbrook part time cleaning um, rooms for the residents. Mm-hmm. You like that? Yes, I do. I really like the um, social interaction mm-hmm. with the residents. It's nice to kind of have that, you know, th- those relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you need to tell the story about how you got to Westbrook because. You came in a rather unusual way to us. Yes. So my aunt, Terry, she worked for Westbrook for quite a while. How long? Oh, several years. Okay. I don't remember. And um, it just, she, her husband was being transferred to Washington, D.C. And then she, um, I, it just so happened that my job was sort of phasing out. I did medical billing for a, um, for a kidney specialist in Independence. I did medical billing for, gosh, 10 years. And they were starting to outsource their billing. And so my job was kind of dwindling down to coming to an end just at the same time that my Aunt Terry found out that she was, her husband was being transferred to D.C. So she just kind of, we just kind of switched places there. <laughs> so, um, and that was really great because I was able to get a really personal, like inside, like somebody who had close relationships with all the residents I took over for. So that was really nice. Um, and it was the flexibility I needed to continue with school because I had started school at that point. What kind of schooling are you doing? I am going to school to be a teacher, elementary education. Okay. And you want to teach in the classroom or do you have something higher than that? Maybe principal, superintendent in your future? Well, my long term, my short term plan is to, yes, teach in the classroom. Um, I would really like older elementary, maybe maybe fourth or fifth, possibly sixth grade. I feel like that's maybe a little overambitious, but um, <laughs> you want to make sure you get in there where they still like you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I think a lot of times middle school students are overlooked. Um, they're, you know, we're already assuming the worst about them just because of their age. So I like, I like, I like to, the thought of going in there with an open mind and to try to be an ally for them and help them see their potential because I think that there is a lot of value mm-hmm. to that age that we tend to overlook as a society. In your schooling that you've taken so far, have you done any classroom? I know at times they, you know, you do go in and try it a little earlier than what they used to. Yes, I have. I've, I spent quite a few hours last semester, this last spring semester, in the classroom. I was in a second grade classroom, um, I think 30 hours over the semester collectively. Uh, and that was really, that was fun. I like the little ones, but I think my heart is with a little bit older kids. Um, and I also have subbed as a para- um, in Lawson School District. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I've been in all, anywhere from kindergarten to high school mm-hmm. classrooms, um, just sort of helping with kids in special ed and 
going with them to regular classes or just spending time in the special ed classroom. So, and I really enjoyed that. And I've been doing that now, gosh, for three years. Are you still doing that along with your schooling and your work? Well, I haven't yet this school year, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, if I can get it to work with my schedule, mm-hmm. I will. I take the opportunity when I can. Um, now, my long-term plan is to get my master's in counseling mm-hmm. and to become potentially a school counselor or a licensed clinical counselor. Mm-hmm. That's a good goal. Yes. Very you. needed, and especially in the schools, I think it's an important position. And you have children. Yes. Tell us about your children. So my oldest is Paxton, and he is 11. He's almost 12. He is in the sixth grade, and he is, to his surprise and my surprise, enjoying <laughs> it so far. Um, no complaints. He likes his teacher, so that's great. And so he's uh, interested in joining the band, so mm-hmm. we had a parent meeting last night with the band and I think he's going to go with the saxophone oh cool that'll Mm -hmm. be fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my daughter she is seven and she is in second grade and she loves school all things school but mostly friends at school (laughs) Um, and she's my little social butterfly and yeah they keep me busy they're both playing soccer right now so we're just kind of in the full swing of school and all of it sports Mm -hmm. and yeah all the good stuff and you live in Lawson is that correct yes that's right Mm -hmm. So what's your daughter's name? Because you didn't say that. Oh, my daughter's <laughs> name is Aya. Wouldn't want you to get in trouble later. <laughs> no, 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 no. So what's it like being a mom and juggling work and school and kids and all of the extras that go with that? I, you know, this is my fourth year of school. So, and I'm just finishing up my associate's degree. So I've been doing it fairly slowly. I've, it's been sort of a work in progress to figure out how to juggle it all but I you know it's really it's really going okay because work is so flexible and I feel like it's no different probably than a parent working full-time juggling a household um it's I've really I've really grown to enjoy it the busyness of it all and the challenge that school brings I feel like I need that um just I, I took the summer off this summer. I didn't take any summer classes so I could just be with my kids. And then as school was getting ready to start, I was excited and ready, you know, to start this new semester, which I, you know, just thought was interesting. Just to even feel excitement mm-hmm. for the busyness. Mm-hmm. But I really love it. And where did you go to school? I'm currently at Maple Woods. Maple Woods. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the tricks that you have learned to to get everything done in a day? To keep the busyness in line. Yes. Lists. I like to make lists (laughs) of things that absolutely need to be done. Um, I've really learned to sort of take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. It'll all get done at some point. And I've really learned to prioritize the time with my kids. And a lot of the other work, it can wait. It can wait till they go to bed. And so that's probably been my motto for the last couple of years is just to kind of try to make them the priority, and everything else will be okay. I think you'll appreciate that when you get older, when you look back, that you took the time to be with them because it, it goes so quickly, as I well know, since I'm you know, now raising kids again, and the time has just flown. And you, uh, young mothers, I think if older mothers need to counsel younger mothers about that, that that time is so precious, and, and mm-hmm. it's not time you'll ever regret. You'll love the fact that you did it, and they will too. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And 
Well, I they have, may be 50 or 60 before they realize it, but they will. <laughs> well, you know, I even have some residents who tell me now mm-hmm. things they appreciate about their mother that they never had the chance to tell them. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's so interesting. I, lo- I do love hearing their stories. I do have to mention quickly, though, my husband is another reason I can juggle everything is he really steps in and picks up the slack when I when I can't. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. Yes. And you said he works nights. Yes. So... When do you guys get time together? Does does the, <laughs> how's that work there? In passing, a lot of the time it's in passing. Um, but he has a couple days off a week, and he really prioritizes family time. And you know, he gets up when the kids get out of school, and he makes sure that you know he doesn't have to leave until nine thirty in the evening. So we do have you know a little bit of time together in the evening. So that's nice. And he works local, or is he in the, just the area? Yeah, he works um, in Argentine, Kansas. He works for the railroad for okay. BNSF. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, you have so much going on. What do you do for Hannah? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> you know I do try to make time for friends. I have several really good friends. I have a girlfriend who lives in Arkansas, and I try to go see her every couple of months. You know, spend a day or two with her. Every once in a while, my kids go with me, mm-hmm. but I I tend to go by myself and spend time with her. I like to set up dinners with friends. I like to, I, I try to do once a month. So I have different friends I see, um, old coworkers, things mm-hmm. like that. I recently, last week, had a dinner with an old coworker, and that was really fun to catch up. So I, I try to just interact with my friends and try to, yeah, still kind of maintain my own self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to lose that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up in this area, or are you a transplant? I grew up in Lawson. In Lawson. Yes. Okay. I moved to Lawson when I was eight from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in Lawson pretty much since. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little about a typical day at work, what you're going to do and some of the people that you've kind of come close to and stories that you could tell. <laughs> yes. Okay. So a typical day for me, well, I plan my day according to which residents I'm going to see that day. Mm-hmm. There are some people who require more time. Or I, and not that they require it, but where I want that time, mm-hmm. I want to be able to visit and, and hear some of their stories. There's a couple of residents who just amaze me. Um, we have one resident who he used to fly planes and, you know, him and his wife met when they were really young and they went off to California and he learned to fly and all of that was, he's got so many great stories. So I could, I always make extra time for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is amazing the stories we hear over the years and, and, and the different things that the residents have done with their lives. And yeah, I'm amazed sometimes at, at what's been accomplished. Yes. Yeah, I imagine it would be interesting to get to, you know, they get to this point in their life and, you know, they have so much to tell if we could just listen. There's the key right there is the listening is to take the time and listen. We're going to take a break. And while we're on break, I want you to think of a couple of stories that you might be able to tell of some of the residents that you've dealt with. We'll be right back. Westbrook Care Center in Kearney, where caring comes naturally. I'm so pleased to know Mom is in caring and loving hands. It's comforting to know she's receiving the very best in medical and physical care. And I'm very happy to know the staff at Westbrook cares for my mom as much as I do. I'm so thankful for them every day. Caring at Westbrook Care Center seems to come so naturally. 
Mom really loves the experience of independent living, as well as the -the round-the-clock care available at Westbrook. Westbrook Care Center, winner of the Best Assisted Living Facility Award in 2018 by SeniorAdvisor.com. The address is 401 South Platte Clayway in Kearney, Missouri, and the phone number is 816-628-2222. Westbrook Care Center, where caring comes naturally. And we're back. Hannah, you were doing some thinking while we were off the air, and you came up with some things that you might want to share with us. So I'll just let you go with that. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, one thing that I noticed pretty quickly is, you know, each hall sort of develops their own little community, almost family, and everyone sort of takes on their own roles. And so one hall, there's a couple of ladies who sort of, you know, make sure everyone's got their stuff together. You know, they remind people of when lunch is and they go knock on their doors when there's activities and they sort of just look out for each other. Um, and then, you know, in another hall, there's a resident who just makes sure that people get out and socialize and she'll just go in in people's rooms and help them clean or organize mm-hmm. or just, you know, they, they look out for each other and they really sort of develop this very family-like atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, these bonds between some of the residents. And I, I enjoy watching, you know, there's residents who come out and play cards once a week or, you know, a couple times a week or residents who do puzzles, you know, and it's just always nice to stop and chat with them and, um, and, just, and just to see them interacting with each other, sort of the love they develop for each other. I really like that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and I wish more people could experience the fact that even though they're in this old body, they still have their young person is still inside there with their sense of humor and their. That's I enjoy the sense of humor that some of them have. I mean, they can really just kind of knock you off your feet sometimes. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it's, it's so sharp. Some mm-hmm. of them are just so sharp, and it's it, like I said before. If you just really take the time to listen, mm-hmm. you can learn a lot. Um, how long have you been there now? I think we asked you, but I may have forgot. A, a little over a year and a half, year I think. Half. Yeah. So you've been there long enough to develop some close bonds. Yeah. And it's hard not to. Yes. It's hard. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you, you think you want to be, you know, kind of, I don't know the word, not standoffish, but kind of keep a, keep a gap in there somewhere. But boy, it's just impossible to do. Yeah, you can't you, distance you just yourself can't. anymore. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You can't. You just, if you're there any time at all, you feel that. And uh, that connection with those people. And then when they, you know, I always hate to try and say, how, how is it they leave? Well, they don't always leave right. in the best way that we think of. They usually have passed on or they're moving to a facility where they can get more help. Right. And it's like, move, you know, you losing part of your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how they all feel when someone, you know, moves or has had to leave. It's hard on them. And they mourn and mm-hmm. grieve for that person, too. You know, even though when I'm done with school and I move on from working at Westbrook, I will be so grateful for this experience mm-hmm. because it has given me a different perspective on, you know, just relationships with elderly, but just in life in general. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, you know, they're, they're in these old bodies, but there's so much in mm-hmm. there. There's so much to tell. There's so much wisdom. And they've, you know, lived these very diverse lives, very full lives. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, it's something that when you're younger, you don't really think about and you don't, you know, unless you listen to what they tell you their life was, what they did, you know, you just see another old person surrounded by a whole lot of other old people. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about the fact that they were young once too. Right. You just always, you've always been that. I know I think of the one, she's a fairly new, I think she's been there a while, tall, really nice looking gal. And the day I talked to her a lot about when she was a teenager and she lived on a beach, you know, where she was going to the beach all the time. And you could just tell the way she talked. I mean, she had a blast growing up mm-hmm. and with all the different things and then, you know, traveled all around the world. And just, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to, to think what they've done. There was the, there's, there's a couple of residents who belong to a, oh, like a traveling club. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that right, what they called it. But anyways, and, and they planned trips with a group and they would go on these vacations. Is that right? And some of those stories are great. And I'm like, you know, I just think I've never even heard of vacationing groups. You know, mm-hmm. like you just people you go on vacation with and they would <laughs> so they would do things out of the norm because they were with you know all these different people so they experienced things that they probably wouldn't have experienced mm-hmm. had they just been planning their vacation on their own so right. i thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. i know the banks used to do that kind of, mm-hmm. like pathfinders i think did some of those tours too with the older people the one thing i love watching is how when they want to do something they're going to figure it out like, we recently have started a Monday night domino group oh. because there were a couple residents that wanted to play dominoes. So we said, okay. We put it on the calendar. There are four or five people that come out every Monday night and play dominoes. Wow. We're not there. We're not mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it on their own. We yeah. had one resident teach another resident how to play a game that they wanted to play that nobody knew. <laughs> So, she so they could play solved her their game. problem. They solved their own problem. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. It, it's amazing to watch those friendships grow and, mm-hmm. and just see them, you know, interact and, and look out for each other. Like you said, it really is. It's a lot like family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they laugh. And I mean, they, you know, they obviously have a lot in common just at the stage in their life. And just seeing them all laugh together is mm-hmm. probably, probably one of my favorite things. I know I used to get so tickled at Anne, and Anne is not with us anymore, but she is living in Excelsior, but she was my joke teller when we would have our singing groups when we'd get together. She always had jokes, and I, and then that would start somebody else. Well, I've got one, you know, and we'd spend maybe 15 or 20 minutes of the time just going through different jokes that they knew, and we'd had groaners, and, you know, we, we labeled everybody's joke, whether it was a good joke or whether it was a groaner or whether, oh, we're going to toss that one. We won't use that one anymore. Oh, yeah. That is definitely, you know, and there there have been a couple times that we've literally done ac- activities that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Jokes and laughing, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, even pulled up some of the old classics like Abbott and Costello's Who's on First. <laughs> you know, you watch that. You can't help but no, laugh. That's right. <laughs> Janelle can make a party out of just about anything for the, for the residents. I mean, she comes up with things that the only mm-hmm. one that one of the ones I remember that was a pain to me, it was the, uh, the, the the old-fashioned candy that you brought. Yes. And everything I went to open, was <laughs> the paper was stuck to it, and I was supposed to unwrap the candy for everybody. Oh, my gosh. And I'm standing over there. I was not in a good humor. <laughs> it was like caramels, and it was stuck to them and wouldn't come off. <laughs> yeah. But we got it done. We got it done, but yes. I, I bet they been, loved it. Yeah. We'd been, there's a place out in Colorado that has all those old Abba Zabba mm-hmm. and... I can't even think of all of the old time stuff. And so I had bought a bunch of it and brought it back and 
we had a candy day. <laughs> Do you think that when you get out of school and you, I don't know what your time frame is about how much longer you plan to be at Westbrook, but do you think you'll feel the pull to every once in a while just whip in and go through and say goodbye to them? And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've thought about this many times and it, it, it'll be about three more years that mm-hmm. I'm working at Westbrook. Good. And I, yeah, I definitely will. I, I have developed a lot of love for several residents. Well, we'll put you on the future volunteer list. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. It's, it's become my place to go and, and recharge and play with my friends. And, yeah. so, and, and I see you've made that connection, too. And it's not just the residents. Mm-hmm. It's the other people that are there that, that work there. And, Absolutely. And, and you all and Steve and Amy have made it a, made it a home. Yes, it's there's not, a lot of light mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you for being with us today. And we are, since you're going to be around for three or four more years, this is probably just your first. That's, that's right. Because I think you'll, <laughs> you'll come back with more stories and we would love to hear them. And thank you, Janelle, for being here with us today. And we're going to sign off now and we'll be back. <laughs>